To keep things moving along, uh, let me introduce uh, briefly Rob Cashella. Many of you may not be familiar with Rob or Hologic, but I think you'll enjoy learning more about this leader in women's health. As we started to put together the conference about a year ago, it became clear that this year was more than about pure pharma and biotech. We wanted to take a broader look at human health. I quickly thought of Hologic, an established player in uh, imaging and diagnostics that was expanding its scope into adjacent areas uh, while focused in women's health. So I was very pleased that Rob accepted our invitation. Uh, Rob started his career with Perkin Elmer, uh, spent some time with Fisher Imaging, moved into the entrepreneurial world uh, with a company called NeoVision, a developer of 3D ultrasound. Spent some time in investment banking, and then in 2003 joined Hologic as its CEO. He's been there ever since, having been promoted to president, and then about a year and a half ago, its chief executive officer. Please join me in welcoming Rob Cashella. Pleasure to be here. Um, I, uh, I nearly did not get out of New York this morning with uh, a snowstorm and uh, and frozen roads and all other kind of treacherous things that were happening up in the city today. Uh, but when I walked out of the airport terminal and it was 70 degrees and sunny, I thought that uh, this is a great place to be today. So um, I, I have a short video that I would like to play uh, and uh, to maybe tell you a little bit about who we are and maybe who we're not. Uh, and then I'll get into some of my presentation. Uh, can you play that, please? Thank you. 
thanks. That's a that's a, a little bit longer than the version that I thought we included, so I'll have to check on those marketing folks again. Uh, in all seriousness, we're a women's health company. We're dedicated to it. There's a passion in our organization about saving lives. Uh, everything that we have done uh, has been focused on finding disease earlier, treating it in the least invasive way possible, uh, providing treatment and therapy uh, with, with the least amount of morbidity and, and the like. Uh, I'll show you this, and it's a very busy slide, and I'm, I'm only going to take a couple of minutes to, uh, to chat about it. Um, there were a couple of things in our life uh, as a company that changed from the moment that uh, we were first a osteoporosis assessment company. Uh, in the late 90s, we bought a, a detector technology from what was formerly DuPont, and, um, and we also bought a mammography company from uh, Thermal Electron, Trex Medical, well, the, those two things being put together became our Selenia, which is a digital mammography product. It is the number one mammography product in the world. Uh, and it was through that act of, of technology fusion, if you will, that uh, we were able to succeed in an area where we compete against people like G, Phillips, and Siemens. Uh, we then did something that was a little bit more unique in the um, kind of 2005-2006 era, Rather than taking a, a technology and going horizontal across multiple diseases, what we did was go very vertical in a disease. We became uh, experts at the disease. So we bought a breast biopsy company, a CAD company. Uh, we even bought the Selenium coding technology company in Germany. Uh, what we wanted to do was build a fence around what we thought was an important market, and that happened to be breast cancer detection. We then further diversified outside of breast uh, in 2007. We bought what we would say is another vertical franchise. We bought SciTech, which is a diagnostics and GYN surgical device company. And to add to that business, uh, we later bought an HPV company. I say this to you because it's important to understand how we built the company and, and the things that we look at today. So we are very disease-specific. We're in breast cancer, cervical cancer, uh, uh, uterine disorders, osteoporosis assessment, uh, and we have a, a, some other in vitro diagnostics as well as devices that focus on permanent contraception as well as preterm birth. If you look at our products, we are number one in, in almost every category that we, we uh, invest in. So we are number one in mammography, breast biopsy, breast biopsy positioning, accelerated partial breast radiation. Uh, all of the products on the left in terms of our thin prep liquid cytology product and our, our third wave uh, HPV product, uh, those are the liquid cytology is a business that was the foundation of, of the former SciTech. We have a 70% market share uh, in that product line as well. And our third wave, our HPV product, is growing at a double digits on a quarter-over-quarter basis. Uh, the fetal fibronectin product is a product that it looks for a protein uh, in a vaginal swab and detects uh, the, this level of protein, which would be an indication of whether a woman was about to have a preterm birth. Um, it's really a ruling out technology, so that woman does not have to spend time in the emergency or get admitted to the, in, into the hospital. So again, saving time, saving money, saving anxiety. The area of Novasure, uh, again, 65-70% market share, uh, that's an endometrial ablation product. We treat 
uh, menorrhagia or abnormal uterine bleeding. Uh, our Adiana product is a permanent contraceptive product. So again, transcervically, not laparoscopically, we're not cutting open anything. Uh, we place two silicone matrices the size of grains of rice in the fallopian tubes of women uh, and occlude the tubes uh, therein creating a permanent contraception effect. Uh, that, that business, those businesses, compete against giants as well. So we're on Novasure, we compete against Boston Scientific and J&J. Uh, in the area of uh, Adiana, there was one competitor, a, a smaller company, but one that has been entrenched in the marketplace for a very, very long time. So at a glance, if I, I, if I show this, and I won't, uh, I won't stagger these, the, I view this as, as a, a little bit of my balance sheet, uh, my assets when we go off to look at, are we going to invest in R&D uh, for, a, for new product development, or are we going to go buy a company, or are we going to acquire this new technology or in-license? So it's, it's filling up my factories, it's giving our scientists and engineers uh, a roadmap for future development, and it's obviously utilizing our sales and marketing, which is one of our largest resources. Uh, so every time we look at a, a transaction, it's something that has to fit within what we would call uh, our, our infrastructure, and it would be a tuck-in acquisition, if you will. The markets that we play in are somewhat niche in nature, which, again, is a criteria for us. Uh, we're, we're not trying to be in the cardiology market. We're not trying to come up with a new stent technology. These are, these are niche markets that are probably uh, under a billion dollars. Uh, many of the larger companies that participate in these markets can't focus on them like we do, so we excel in it. Uh, and we, in fact, invest much more in R&D in these areas because this is what our business is about, where theirs perhaps are about many, many other things of greater opportunity. So if you think about, this is just our first quarter, which uh, closed uh, in uh, December. We are, we're on a uh, October fiscal year. To give you a little bit of a, a breakdown, so we're about a $1.7 billion company. The quarter was a good quarter at $400 million. The part, the part that I want to indicate is that the, those four business segments are how we manage our business. And as you can see from the, the right, um, a, a substantial part of our business is all about devices and service. So we focus on uh, the annuity type revenues while we're, we're also very expert at capital equipment. Uh, some new things that we recently brought into the fold. You may have read that in August we bought a company called Sentinel Medical up in Toronto. This is an MRI device company, so we don't want to compete in MR. Uh, we want to offer up specialty technologies. These are breast coils, uh, a wonderful technology, variable, ge vari variable geometry technology that allows you to move the coil closer to the object that you're imaging and improve upon image quality. Well, it's excellent for the breast. So patient management, computer-aided detection for MR and uh, MR devices like coils is, uh, allows us to play along the periphery of the MR market and utilize our sales and our service group. Another technology is MyoSure, which we just closed on. Uh, this is a uterine fibroid removal technology. And um, this is, fits perfectly within our, our NovaSure and our GYN surgical business. And then finally, core development, tomosynthesis. We just received FDA approval of uh, the first 3D mammography system in the world. Uh, and we'll be marketing this very, very shortly. Uh, this really addresses all the limitations of 2D mammography. 
Uh, we believe that it will have improved cancer detection. And almost more importantly, it will reduce the number of recalls, the, the, the need for women to come back for other mammography, more ultrasound, perhaps even breast biopsy, unnecessarily so. So we're very, very proud of that technology. And as you can see, every newspaper, trade journal, and the like picked it up as soon as we, we, uh, we received that letter from the FDA. So I think everybody has been waiting for this as well. So our growth strategy, I thought, would be helpful to understand. And for, for us, it's always been about strengthening the current franchise first, So everything that we've done has been a matter of focusing on core product development, investing in what we believe is a great asset, our our marketing and distribution machine, and then obviously customer service. Customer service from a couple of different perspectives. One is that as technology lines mature and blur a bit, service became and is a great differentiator for us. And then secondly, it's a phenomenal annuity stream. Uh, so that we, we have leveraged that uh, to, uh, to the point where it's a very efficient and broad coverage organization. Our cost of operations has always been a big deal for us in terms of wa- grinding out every last dollar that we can uh, from our, uh, our P&L. And, if, and as a result of that, we're, we're very cash flow positive. So we generate somewhere in the area of about 140 to $150 million a quarter of, of free cash flow. And, uh, and use that effectively in all the areas that we've just talked about and what we'll continue to talk about. So how we grew was we focused on very disease-specific or anatomy-specific opportunities. We tried to leverage what were our core technologies and our market presence, and we identified those things that we thought were complementary. The whole notion of we going into breast biopsy while being an imaging company is really unheard of. Um, we're the only people that do that. Uh, the, the notion that we, we have both an HPV and a, uh, a liquid cytology uh, technology, unheard of. Uh, that w- what we're trying to do is become experts in those areas. So when we, when we think about penetrating vertically, we continue to look at these technologies. And our, our sense is, is that our salespeople and our, our marketing folks all become experts. They become clinical advisors versus just salespeople. When each of these verticals is saturated, we really do look for what we think is a new franchise. That brought us to SciTech. At some point down the road, we'll, we'll get into another franchise that will yet create another vertical, and we will add to that as well. Uh, and that's been our, our, our thought process for the last several years. And if I look out at what I think our five-year plan is, uh, it's much of the same in terms of we want, we want to promote organic growth internally. We obviously want to do tuck-in acquisitions, and we're also looking for uh, growth in emerging markets outside the United States. Product development's a key, a key area of that as well, uh, but without some of these other pieces, we really can't get to uh, the numbers that we think are, are what our growth horizon should be by 2015. So what, what we've launched today is really uh, a three, three or four-pronged uh, effort, one being new product development. So we're, we're focusing on, obviously, execution today. We're trying to use what we can to shore up our current uh, franchise. And when it makes sense, and makes sense meaning time to market, 
our core competencies, all of those available resources and the like are all aligned, then we'll launch into product development and we'll pick a technology that we think we can excel with, tomosynthesis being one of those. Uh, the other thing that we do actively in order to accelerate our own product development is that we're investing in small companies. It's a great way for us to have access to new technology, navigate around uh, maybe perhaps a crowded IP landscape, uh, and between partnering, in-licensing, and investment, they typically end up leading to an acquisition over time for us as well. But what it allows us to do is, is leverage our own resources while taking the, uh, the, the, the technology and the, and the intelligence of another party. Beyond that, we, uh, we, we obviously are, are active in acquisitions. And, and what we try to do from an acquisition point of view, it's all about, it's all about our funnel. Uh, it's all about deal flow, effectively. Uh, so what we, we have 20 things going on at one time, and we're looking at uh, a specific match to a criteria. Does it, does it fit into women's health? Uh, is it, does it fit within our sales and service organizations? Uh, can I leverage the, the best of my engineers? And, and we're continuing to fine-tune this, all with the goal that if it's going to be a tuck-in, we also don't want to spend more than a quarter's worth of cash flow on it. Uh, so, and we'll, we'll structure things like earnouts uh, or some other back-end deferred compensation uh, arrangement so that we can get the most out of that management team as well. But, but the idea of this funnel is that we're, we're coning down to a point where we're in final negotiations and we're, fun, we're trying to close deals. And, and we tend to move in, in quarterly cycles. So we'll have two or three deals that are at a point where we think we can close them over a six-month period. Some may be falling off the, uh, the plate because of one due diligence issue or another. Uh, but that cycle leads to what we define as our acquisition profile. And the, uh, the idea of a tuck-in is that we're not looking for a, a half-a-billion-dollar revenue stream at this point. We're looking for something that's maybe 50 to $100, $100 million and has the potential to grow. We like it if there's not 200 competitors or 20 competitors and there is limited competition. Uh, maybe it's in an established market or it, it could actually be uh, a new technology for a market and, become, and emerge as a leader within that market. Uh, Obviously, we want them to fit within our distribution and marketing. That's probably the most critical part of our definition of what a tuck-in is, and that means our calling pattern. And that, that ranges from GYN surgeons to radiation oncologists to breast surgeons to, ra- to radiologists, uh, OBGYN doctors, and the like. So it's, it's broad, but it is specific. Uh, it, it would be nice if it, if it complemented our engineering expertise, but that's not crucial. Uh, and certainly we want things to fit in our factory, but that's not critical either. Uh, and we have factories all over the world, as that, that uh, at-a-glance summary showed, and we're, we're, we have a large factory in Costa Rica that does nothing more than manufacture devices. All, most of our capital equipment is done in Connecticut, uh, and then I, I, I explained about our, our very vertical integration uh, that we have in, uh, in, in Germany for our detectors. Um, we want the product line to, uh, to grow organically, uh, and we think that that's one of the things that, obviously, when picking companies, we're looking for things that are new to market, if you will. The other thing that we've done is we've looked at verticals, uh, and that is a much more substantial transaction, minimum of a, perhaps a half a billion in revenue, 
it's got to be an established company. We want it to have its own sales, its own marketing. It's going to be in a new area. Uh, it will be a standalone company that it has scale and presence. Uh, it, it is unique in terms of distribution. It's all of the things that brought us to SciTech, if you will. And uh, obviously, it, it, wherever we can find some complementary aspects of it, then we will utilize it. But it is not necessary at this point. And typically, this is a, one of those world changer acquisitions. Uh, I, I see Hologic at a point where we really don't need that today. Uh, I think in two or three years, we'll, we'll question whether or not we should diversify any, any more uh, fully than we have today. Uh, and obviously, we want this franchise to be one that we could add more things to as well. So our struggle is always balancing refinancing, uh, investment. Obviously, shareholders love when you, uh, when you do stock buybacks, which we have not committed to. But it is a constant battle for us in terms of asset allocation and managing our balance sheet. And that's one that, again, is parts, uh, it's part and parcel with our strategy, effectively. Uh, where are we investing today? For the long term, it's really clinical trials. We have a broad product line. We want broader adoption of a lot of these new technologies. Uh, clearly, it's, it's where, where time to market allows, we will do product development, core product development. And then, obviously, we're going to stay acquisitive uh, and do product line ex- extensions. International expansion is significant for us. Uh, we're, we're about a 75 25 or actually 80-20 in terms of domestic versus international. Uh, so our international business is a very small part of, of our total sales. And that's, that's just because we've viewed it opportunistically in the past, and today it's a key initiative for us. Uh, and then obviously the potential for diversification and broadening into new verticals. Overall, this is what we want to be, uh, and this is what we want to continue to be. And I won't read it. Uh, but the sense that, um, that what we have as an organization is one of dedication, I think that rings loudly with our customers, with their patients. I think we've always put that first, and the economics and the financials always seem to work as a result of it. And uh, that's one thing that we don't ever want to lose as a company. So when we look at new things in the business, it has to be things that are clinically relevant, uh, that are meaningful relative to saving the healthcare system dollars, Obviously, uh, providing better outcomes, perhaps saving lives. And those are, that's really our criteria. And obviously, we think our marketing muscle and sales muscle behind a lot of these technologies will make them a success. And with that, uh, I want to thank you all. And I, uh, I really appreciate the attention. So thank you.